Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. basketball um between covid and teams like trying out new lineups and crazy comebacks uh feels like we're not too far away from the nba being in full swing sort of yeah sort of i feel like every other game is canceled these days 16 postponements already which we knew this was going to be this is going to be the roughest part of the year you know coming after christmas and everything um, we're in the in the biggest part of the pandemic at the moment, which is which is bad. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of thing, a lot of good things are happening. Uh, we some good basketball. We got this weird Nets team playing, you know, <laughs> that's probably going to make the Eastern Conference Finals playing no defense. Um, even though, I mean, on a team where the probably the best on ball defender is Kevin Durant, which is fine, but not not exactly what you want you got the ghost of deandre jordan out there yeah putting up 4.7 a game yeah so um and jeff green don't forget about almighty jeff green no he's part of the starting five as far as i'm concerned he's probably Uh, part of the closing five more important (laughs) which is actually more important anyway Um, yeah so how do you how do you feel about this nets team so far i know we're getting our first glance of Kyrie this evening but it looks like KD and, and James Harden are once again in sync and just they're just putting up monster numbers. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. You know, they're obviously the skill set is there. Um we know that they can score at will. Um they've shown that already. I mean, even tonight they started the game against Cleveland ten for ten to start the yeah. game. Yeah, with and like that was, what, like eight eight or nine assists or something on top of that. Yeah, and like ten turnovers too. So, fire, yeah, yeah. So. You know. Take the good or, with the sorry, bad. Sorry, I guess. Five assists. They were they had five assists. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Then when that would make make sense, but that's that's pretty good though. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um. So, it's unique. Um. I don't think this is the idea. Um. I mean, I you know I kind of feel like I said this on Shot Cause the other day. <clears throat> um. I feel like this is kind of like the first year of the Heat where it's like they might overachieve, but I don't think they're going to win the title. Yeah. Um, It's probably going to take, you know, filling out those rotation guys over time. You know, like right now, obviously, like Joe Harris is obviously in a great situation being with those guys because he's going to get so much pressure off of him to score. Absolutely. And good for him. Um, But, you know, like they really needed to keep Jared Allen. And I understand that any meal you can make for James Harden, you do it. But, like, not having him and trusting DeAndre Jordan, like, like, you know, we said this last week. Okay, when you play the Clippers, like, are you going to have DeAndre Jordan guard, like, Serge Ibaka? Like, yeah, don't like that. Yeah, and and you can go small for so long. Um, The things that have me concerned for the Nets, I mean, obviously, Durant and Harden are, are great. Kyrie has had a very, very mysterious weird last month. Mm-hmm. Um with the, the personal days off and the, the party and not wearing the mask and, and just so much stuff going on with him. I don't really know what's going on with him. I don't trust anything with Kyrie anymore. Um, you know, I've said this before to you privately that he's the Kanye West of basketball right now. Yeah. Um, he just, he just kind of goes off and does his own thing and kind of alienates uh, media fans. Uh, yeah. And also teammates. Like, yeah. Of, and also I, goes and does like, good deeds like really great deeds at the same point like oh absolutely west. absolutely yeah, like, i'm not i'm not i'm not no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm proving your point because like yeah. you know kanye west for that stretch was doing that like sunday church service that he was doing on the internet and everyone loved it yeah and, and like now like Kyrie irving will like will have these situations where it's like he'll kind of have these moments where he just kind of like spaces out and alienates and then you're like well he bought george floyd's family a house and you're like okay that's awesome like that, that's really that's, cool yeah that's 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 really good yeah i mean it's you know and and, you know, um, and that is a big deal. Things like For that sure. don't, you know, most, you know, most athletes aren't, aren't doing that much kind of, I mean, some of them are, but not most of them aren't. Um, so that's huge to see. 
So um, he's an interesting character at that. But I, uh, the thing that, that I don't trust the most out of Kyrie in the long term is his health. Um, for any situation, he's just, he's broken down so many times. Um, especially right now. I mean, like you think about it, like there is, uh, there, what would you say is the defensive identity of this team at this point? Um, we're going to score more than you. That's it. That's it. And that's, and that is the only answer that you would have in a situation like that. It is just going to be shootout to win. And, that, and you can win that way. Oh, it's fun basketball to yeah, watch. You can, you can win that way. There is there is no doubt. Like, and and that's how they will win. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's I think that's the best answer you could have given Tim was their defensive identity is just scoring more than the other team. So and and they're gonna do that probably almost every night. Yep, for sure they will. Um, I think too. Like it's just kind of you know so. The last couple, I think the last decade and a half, I think it's been, teams that have won the NBA championship have been in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Now, offensive efficiency right now, again, this is immensely small sample size. Like we said, the season is not even in full gear yet. Sure. Um, I talked about this today on Locker Room with Keith Smith. Um, you know, it's so hard to like, kind of judge teams where they are at this moment just because we're not, you know, we have two teams that have played 15 games so far this year. Everyone else is still behind that mark, you know. We know teams that are bad. Like, we know the Wizards are terrible, even though they haven't played for six weeks, it feels like. But, like, yeah. um, you know, the Nets are one of the top five offenses in the, in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there might be two or three, but they're in the 20s in defensive efficiency. So it's hard to judge them when, like, especially when a team like, um, you know, a team like the Lakers, who are, you know, I feel like they're the one team we know who they are, like, that are yeah. really good. Because they're yeah. num- they're top five offensive efficiency, they're top five defensive efficiency. Now I know they just lost the game, but they blew the lead against the Warriors. But I stayed up and watched the game. Believe me, they did not care in the fourth quarter. They were so lackadaisical. They were just having you know stupid passes. They were just like whatever, and they, they took they took know, their foot off the gas pedal. Every and and you know what? Uh, every team uh, that's as good as the Lakers can do that from time to time. You can't the, take the Warriors off used the to do it pedal. all the time. Yeah, like, Warriors used to do it all the time, and they did it. They they made it look fun too. On top of it, they so did, man. so um, but um, you know, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they shake out. Uh, I feel like Nets fans should be very very excited right now. Uh, yeah, uh, this is obviously a great moment. This in is Nets you guys history, have, like you guys have been through so much shit over the years, and uh, this is a huge 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 get i mean just a couple years ago sean kilpatrick was the best player so yeah like we're not too far yeah we're not too far removed from that like yeah so uh you know being able to turn uh those couple crappy years i mean they did have the the really good year with d'angelo russell obviously um gave the team a lot of hope and uh, karis levert Karis levert yeah exactly and we and obviously i think karis is the only person and joe are the only people really from that so um it's it it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm excited to see it. I think they're going to be a team that no one wants to play in the playoffs. I think Kevin Durant right now looks like a man possessed. Um, and him and, and Harden, like, you know, I know they haven't played on the same team in a few years, but man, they just look great together. Just look great. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see. Like, it's just unreal that, you know, all that time apart. And granted, you know, they play together in the offseason, then like pickups and workouts and stuff like that. Um, you know, they were in a couple team USA's together um, while they were, you know, for like the, the FIBA championships and things like that, but it's still, you know, not an 82 game season that you're going to battle with the person every game. So yeah. what watching this is unbelievably impressive. Obviously they're the two most dynamic scores in the NBA, probably besides, I think those two and Steph Curry, you consider the three most dynamic scores in the league. And, you know, not to mention you put Kyrie Irving on top of that. So, you know, you don't want to play the narrative that everyone is, you know, cause it's, everyone's saying the same thing, but I do have concerns about the fact that they have three guys that are currently in the top 15, in the league in usage rate. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, it's, that's a lot. And, you know, I like get the same point though, not to bring them up again as a, as an example, but maybe teams are seeing what the Lakers did last year and realizing like, if we're this talented and we buy in and we work together, like we can win and maybe the Nets will do that. So I don't think we're far off from that point. We're like, maybe the Nets will do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So 
But you know what, man? Like we said, this is awesome for Nets fans and for Knicks fans. You guys should both enjoy like what you're getting in New York right yeah, now because you have finally. two teams that are fun to watch. The worst thing about all of this right now is you can't have fans at Barclays or the Garden. Because yeah. there are fans at the Garden right now to watch this Knicks team. They would be having a blast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet they're dying to get over there and, and, and finally uh, finally be there for some, some good games. Yeah. So. I want to make one more point about this before we kind of move on. Um, you know, I know it's easy to say because, like I said, I got the Nets-Cavs game on while we're recording right now. But – I feel like the Cavs had the most underrated victory in that trade. Cause you know, obviously anytime you, I think that trade worked out for every team. That was oh, involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the Pacers obviously and everyone, but like getting Jared Allen, your center of the future for nothing when you still have yeah. team control for a couple of years, like yeah. yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If they could just uh, get rid of Andre Drummond, uh, I'd love to see what he could do. You know, I don't know if they will this year, Sean. I know, I know. Because like, I feel like they think they could be in the play-in, and like, uh, I'm they absolutely, I think they, they absolutely can. can. That is yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like it's not like Drummond's having like the worst year or anything like that either. Right. But just you know, just to see, I'd like to see Jared out on a different team with some more minutes, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. So we'll see though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you do look at this Nets team, I think the biggest thing to look at is how they match up with everybody. We saw them play the Bucks the other night, and that game was great. It was an awesome yeah. Martin yes. Luther King Day game. Just yes. a blast, good basketball all over the place. Um, you know, I know we're going to get into Giannis's, like, shooting Exc- struggles ex- here in a bit. Exciting, exciting ending for the game, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you look at how they match up against all these teams, like, I think the one team that, like, they probably are nervous about in the Eastern Conference, it's just because, like, how good they are defensively. It's probably the Sixers. Oh um, yeah, because they have no one that can take you know like they have no one that can stop Embiid and you know I think they'll be heavy in the buyout market. Um, I think that they're yeah. gonna tra- you know depending how that goes, who's going to be out there, especially in this weird year. You know the trade deadlines in March this year because of everything that happened with COVID. So I wonder like in that when that buyout time comes, are they going to look to add guys like you know I think I mentioned on shot calls the other day if it's because for them to like kind of build depth back I'm like why don't they call and see if they can get Isaiah Thomas for you know a rational amount of money yeah I know he's played NBA basketball in a year but absolutely absolutely don't go signing like Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith again like the Lakers did like you know to fill your roster but yeah uh with with Philly right now, um, it's it's interesting because look, they're just coming off of a week where there was like incredible trade rumors with Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. um, which you know, um, I'm I might be the only person on the planet who's like happy that they didn't trade for James Harden. Like I, I don't too. know, it's just I don't know because I just I like Ben, you know, I, I love Ben Simmons, right? And I love Joel Embiid, um, and they're having such a good year and everything, but. Did we did did anybody expect this from Joel Embiid this year? Yes. You you did. You expected this kind of this kind of production from Joel Embiid. Okay, I sh- maybe I shouldn't say this kind of production. I just expected he would be better. He'd be better. Um, he's like he's it, it feels like he's actually interested in winning exactly. And, like he's actually paying attention right now, which has been like the biggest knock on him over the last couple of years, right? This when feels like when that? Shaq flipped the switch on in 2000 exactly it's like it's like it's like okay like we're finally here let's let's make some things i mean looking over at these numbers this just over the last couple oh my weeks God. um i mean uh i know uh let's see here the, the game on the 14th he did not have a good game he had he had nine and five that game but the game before that when he was playing on the 12th when they played uh miami he had 45 points 16 rebounds five steals and a block. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible stat line. The game before that, 24 points, 11 rebounds. Game before that, 20 and 12. Game before that, 38, 8 and 5. I mean, like these are the kind of numbers this guy's putting up and he is playing like the center that everybody thought he should have been 5 years ago. Um when he before he got into the league really and was really playing. Um but um how are how how do you feel about them not trading Ben Simmons in the in the grand scheme of things? I really like it. Um, I think that like you know every move that Daryl Morey made to make this team better 
has worked. And it feels like they are building something nice here. Like, it feels like they're like, you know, like I said, I still feel like they're the threat to the Nets in the East just because of how good they are defensively. Yeah. Um, so keeping Simmons, who I think is like, you know, this un- obviously we know he's an unreal defender. You know, he was a candidate. He's been, you know, I believe like Jackie McMullen said today when uh, she voted for him for third place for defense player of the year last year. Yeah. So like, there's definitely that to him. Um, and I feel like the Sixers are a team that can still make some moves to get better. You know, like, you know, Danny Green's contract at 15.3 is only a year. Like, can they flip yeah. that for somebody? Probably. Yeah. Um, Mike Scott for 5 million. So I've brought this name up a couple times, Sean, and I know that you're just sick of the name and I understand that. Okay. Um, but for a team that needs like another ball handler, like the Sixers, why aren't they calling the Pistons for Derrick Rose? You know, I, I love that. I love that. I think that is a, uh, especially somebody who's had playoff experience and deep playoff experience, like on Derek a contract Rose. year on a contract only seven and a half million. So yeah. like you could literally not that the Sixers would probably, I mean, not the Pistons would probably take this trade, but they have enough space where they could do a two, like a trade for Mike Scott straight up 2.6 million difference. Okay. You know, like okay. I, did the Pistons take that deal? Probably not. That's no. not my point, but I'm saying like the Sixers have enough leeway that if they wouldn't got Derek Rose, like I've been saying all week on like other text messages, like I think the Memphis Grizzlies should get Derek Rose to back up John Morant to kind of help him with how good they are, take some pressure off because he's already had an injury. But now I'm like, plus Mem- the there's, the, there's the there's the there's the Memphis uh, uh, connection too. There. Yes, yes. So there's also that. Um, yeah, I I am totally with you for that. Um, I mean, there's a few different people. If you wanted to throw out Mike Scott and maybe a, a some second rounders or something, um, I just feel like there's going to be a bigger market for Derrick Rose um, as long as he's healthy towards yeah. that um but this is totally in their wheelhouse they could get something done i mean i'll be honest with you and i know this is going to sound terrible i would trade danny green for him i would too like i i would like i danny green is a is a he's not as as elite of a defender as he was a few years ago you know no, he's, he's washed not, he's he, no, he, he's washed and uh, i know last year the you know he missed a couple shots and <laughs> had some fans pretty upset with him. So, um, you know, so, you know, Danny green, you know, they could get rid of him. There's a few people I would get rid of. Um, but, um, you know, Seth Curry, having him on this team, uh, I, I like, yeah, huge, huge. And he's a player who's really coming into his own by the way, too. Yeah. He is really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's 31 this year, but like he's, he's, he knows his role. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's not out just there. Steph's little brother. By he's any not means. just Steph's little brother. He's playing really well this year. Yeah, he's um, awesome. You know, and they got Tobias. They got Dwight. I actually love Dwight being on this team too. Like, yeah, he I, hasn't been good yet, but he hasn't been good yet. Yeah, but he's you know he he's there. I think he's a great backup for Joel Embiid. Like, I think sure. he is the I think he's the ultimate uh, backup right now. Um, obviously, he's not having as great of a year as he did last year. You know, last year was kind of like, wow, this is this is fun. Um, and I was a little bit skeptical of him going to Philly, but right now I'm, 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 I'm kind of glad that he's there. Um, are there any other players on this team that you like, you really like that, that, uh, you know, obviously they want to get rid of Tyrese Maxey either because of, uh, that was the, that was going to be the trade for, for James Harden. But is there anybody else on here that you really like that you think is, is going to help them in the long run? Um, I still really like Matisse. I think Matisse okay. is such a good defender. And as you know, anything he gives him in offense is a luxury just okay. because he's that good defensively. Um, you know, obviously Tyrese Maxey has been terrific. Yeah. You know, for 12 points a game off the bench, that's pretty huge. For yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, this is, this was, that was a huge get for them. Absolutely huge. Um, yeah. And, you know, so, but like there are definitely some pieces that they could get, you know, Terrence Ferguson, we've, we're, we know who he is at this point. Like, yeah, we do. We unfortunately, do. like I thought he'd be a lot better. Um, maybe he should have done that year in college instead of going to play overseas. Maybe that would have helped him like dr- improve a little more. But usually does. <laughs> yeah, but we're at that point now. Like it's just you know that's who this guy is, and um, I really like this Sixers team. I think that like a Sixers Nets Eastern Conference Finals would be spectacular. Um, Obviously, you know, the Bucs are probably going to be in the race. The Bucs are terrific. 
Yeah. Um, but it seems like this is kind of that team that kind of gives him fits, and especially because Joel Embiid, like we've been saying, he's flipped the switch. Like, you know, he's got that Fred Van Vliet going where Fred Van Vliet had his kid and then just went nuts in the finals. The yeah. Year they won it. Like, Joel Embiid's kind of doing it. Kyle Lowry, also in a contract year on a struggling Raptors team. Go Absolutely. back to Philly. That I, narrative writes itself. I I love that. I love that. That is that is something that I would really like to see. I I actually I don't. I I do like that more than Derrick Rose actually. Yeah, I do. I mean, because Kyle Lowry is better than Derrick Rose, Sean. He's, he's, cool. yeah, he's I mean, yeah, he's he's better. I mean, he's he's on the he's on the 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 back end of his prime, but uh, you know, yeah. he's he's still effective and. Uh, I think he would have a real chip on his shoulder this year to go out there and, 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 you know, get some stuff done. Plus he's a Philly kid. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a perfect, that is a person, perfect trade for them to make if they can somehow get him. But I, I don't see Toronto uh, or Tampa Bay or where, where are they at right now? They in Tampa. Tampa, Yeah. 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 (laughs) So weird. It's so weird. Uh, You know, I, I don't really see them doing that. Yeah, this is my Bradley Beal team too. Like, if there's a way they can scrum up a Bradley Beal contract, oh, Beal, oh, yes. wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, like that would be incredible. Not Zach Levine. I'm very happy with Zach Levine. No, for what he's doing. No, but Bradley no. Beal, go for it. Like, no, no, you're gonna have to give us Ben Simmons for, for <laughs> Zach Levine at this point. We'll take nothing less. Bradley Beal's been so much better, but yes, Ben Simmons for Zach Levine. That's 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 the trade. Nothing <laughs> nothing more. Nothing yes. less. <laughs> you guys will up. have lottery picks for a long time, so we don't want those. So yeah, you want defense? You don't got any. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that might cost offense. You got it. <laughs> that might Instant. cost the Bulls Pat Williams, but you know whatever. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that like. There's moves that the Sixers could make. We obviously know that their their president of basketball operations is a very aggressive person when it comes to this stuff by the name of Daryl Morey. So don't count them out of anything, um, obviously. And then, you know, teams are going to try to get the Celtics involved quite a bit as like the third team with their tra- the, big, the big trade exception they have. So Yeah. I mean, I, I, I also – I think that I think that Danny Ainge is going to make some sort of a splashy uh, trade by the deadline. It's going to happen. Like Did he's, he's a- due for one. Did you see that article Keith Smith posted on Celtics blog uh, about how it's like to? Yeah, it was really them. good. I, I I only read a little bit of it because I was at work. But um, uh, what what were some what were some of the good snippets of that? So snippets. everyone everyone remained anonymous, of course. But like some people were like uh, talking about how you have to get through Danny Ainge's assistant before you get to him. Um, they're like pretty blunt about like players that they do and don't like. So if you bring up a player that they don't like, they'll be like, "Well, he can't play on your team. How could he play on ours?" And just like, you know, like he'll call you like out of the blue and like he'll send you a text message be like, hey, we really like player A. What would you guys think about potentially moving him? Like Danny Ainge just gives no Fs. I think they said since he's been the GM of the six of the Celtics, he has made 60 trades. It's incredible. Well, he's been there for a while too. Sure. But like 60 trades is still pretty nuts. That is, that is a lot. But that's, but that's, that's his whole, that's his legacy, man. Yeah. I he's mean, a shrewd trader, man. He just he and he does a great job at it. Yeah, and it's fun. So it is. You know, you know um is. Danny Ainge is like the ultimate real life 2K GM. Like, if I move this guy here and I do this here, and that that's him. Like for sure. I feel like he's been a little bit stingy though over the last year and a half, though. He's been losing guys in free agency. Yeah. He's but been, well, to the same point, he's been signing the young guys they've been bringing up, like T- Tatum true. and Brown, are there for a long time. Yeah, and, and they and they invested in both of them, and they both trusted him because, like, I, I the Jalen Brown contract to me originally, I was like, oh, I don't know, and like now I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes yeah. sense. This yeah, he's makes been spectacular sense. since he signed. He's that deal. been he's been awesome, you know. And they they bought in, and and that's huge. That's huge. So and and they could also they could not afford to lose anyone else to free agency. Yeah, I agree. They couldn't. Uh, so. Yeah, man. I think uh, going back to where we started in this conversation before we got a little off off track. Um, yeah, give me all of the all of the Sixers. Um, I think Joel Embiid right now is the MVP. Uh, I saw yeah. today Bleacher Report had their top three, and it was like Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic. And I was like, oh, we're going to do this thing once again where we ignore yeah. LeBron James. Got it. His, okay. Well, he's just not having that splashy of a great season. 
Yeah. <laughs> the best player on the best team is not good enough to be MVP. Got it. Absolutely. Okay. It's boring, sure. Tim. We're tired of it. We're yeah, tired of but it. But let's give Giannis another MVP while he shoots 44% from the line. Hey, you know what? He's got he's got to get a couple of those trophies. Otherwise, no one's going to watch him. <laughs> you know? So I guess that's a good segue into our next conversation of what is – okay, how do I put this nicely? Because I don't want to act like I dislike Giannis as a player because he's terrific. He's fun to watch. He's unreal. Like, there's a reason he's won back to like MVPs. There's a reason he has a Defensive Player of the Year trophy. Um, and this isn't to talk about what happens to him in the, you know, in the playoffs, but that shooting touch is bad. And we've been saying forever, well, if Giannis can develop a little bit more of a three point shot, he'll be unstoppable. And that's a big, no shit segment of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Which he is still not done. Like, that's like the one thing, like, um, you know, now you can win two MVPs. Mm Mm-hmm not shooting threes and being a traditional big man, but he's not exactly the most traditional big man. Yeah. He's not Carl Malone. It, no, he's not. He does not play like Carl Malone. He is not. He plays like a wing. Yeah. He plays like a wing. Now, should he be in the same conversation as, you know, other great big men like, like Shaq? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll put him in there. He's an incredible basketball player, but for, the type of talent he is, he needs to be able to shoot at this point. Like yes. it's not even like he needs to be able to shoot. Other players on his team can shoot. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton can shoot. Yes. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday can shoot. Pat can shoot. Why? How? So Bro- Brooke, Brooke Lopez can shoot. Yeah, this is going to be my point. For all the people who are like, look, you know, Ben Simmons, he's got to learn to shoot a three. It's like, why aren't you getting on Giannis for the same reason? Like, I don't understand. Giannis shoots 55% from the free throw line. That's another thing. Kevin Durant shoots 55% from the field. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not comparing him as a score to Kevin Durant, but like, sure. you know, Kevin Durant shoots 43% from three right now. Yeah. You know, that's fair. But like, this Giannis (laughs) thing of just like... God, he's unreal, man. He's so good. But this Giannis thing is just so to the point now with me where I'm just like, I don't – what – you know, like when people are like, well, he doesn't win championships. Like how far are we away from hacky Giannis? We're close. We got to be. After that yeah. Dallas game when he was one of ten from the line, like if LeBron yeah, James I, had a one to ten line from the, you know in a game, oh he wouldn't hear the end of it, dude. However, however, Sports Center would show all of his highlights. Yeah, and then after he loses the game with the missing free throw, they'll be like, and the Lakers lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> in then, classic like, ESPN fashion. Yes, but like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just feel like with him, this isn't to say I don't love him as a player, but for a guy who's like, I don't want to be called the MVP because I've never won a title, like what are you doing to, you know, put yourself in a situation to win a title anymore? Like your yeah. conference got tougher. Yeah. Um, it's great. You signed back. Like we all love that you signed back. It's a win for mid-market teams. Even if you don't finish the contract there, if you go somewhere else, like it's still a win. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, it's like, what are, what more, you know, what are you doing to get out there and be better? Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, Okay. I don't want him to get to the point where like he doesn't not, want to be he doesn't want to go to the line. I don't not want to that. say not to say Giannis has not gotten better. Um sure. but, but he's kind of stalled where he's currently at in terms of production. And what he's doing out there is incredible, regardless of, of, of what we say about him. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk a whole lot of slander about Giannis. I think he's an incredible athlete. Yeah, there's a reason like I said, there's a reason he's, he's a two time MVP. He's he's an incredible basketball player. Um had a very disappointing playoff series last year like i mean just like astronomically disappointing like i can't i can't stress that enough um possibly career defining shitty moment in his in his career so um yeah he's gonna need to shoot better he's gonna need to get in the gym and do that he needs to be able to stretch the floor a little bit that's the one thing he does need to add didn't necessarily think he needed to add that before because of the other shooters but it's pretty evident now that he he needs to so We'll leave it hack, at that. Hack a freak coming soon. It's coming. Yeah. Also, did you see Carl Malone did freaking knuckleheads recently? 
No, no. Tell me about that. I, I, I didn't. It was so. This isn't speaking as Bulls fans because obviously, like you know, the '97, '98 Finals. But I've just never been a Carl Malone guy. I've always recognized that he's terrific. Um, you know, before James Harden and Giannis, he was my best player. I never won a title in NBA history. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he's just, you know, he acts like he's not a grumpy old man, but he's really a grumpy old man. Oh and yeah. Like, he's like talking shit about Giannis, about like Zion, how Zion should never get tired because he's 20 to 21 years old, which is like really uncomfortable when Carl Malone starts talking about people's ages. <laughs> um, but it's just like you know, one thing. He, one thing Zion has though that Carl Malone does not, and he still has the opportunity to win championships. You yeah. know, and so and it's like he's six foot six. He's already incredible. Like I don't. This is not the the battle you want to pick right now, man. Yeah. Plus, like you got an MVP in '99 that you should not have won. Oh yeah. I mean, and <laughs> and, and and you want to talk about like probably the most forgotten MVP? It's that one. Yeah, I like, know the '99 like, season's like a weird year that the Spurs won the title and the Knicks yeah. got in as like a six seed or whatever. But I feel like, like, well, and he he won it two years. He won it in '97 as well, correct? Yeah, because Michael Jordan said like that was why he wanted to kick his ass. Like in the he finals. wanted to kick his ass, so he wins '97 and '99. Multiple All Star teams is will go down as right now as of today, second greatest power forward of all time if we're talking positions. Um, but yeah, he's he uh, he. I feel like Carl Malone was a grumpy old man before he even left the league, though. You know what I mean? So I had especially the last... during during the Lakers season with Kobe and everything. Like well, he was grumpy you know, then. Yeah, yeah. I wonder then. why. <laughs> so there was a um, in the last stand special features. There's like this interview they have with Carl Malone. It's like three minutes long. And the guy's like, "When I bring up the name Michael Jordan, what do you think of?" He's like, "Michael Jordan." You know, he's like, "Well, what do you want me to say?" He's like lighting a cigar, and he's like. I never felt like I was just playing Michael Jordan. I was playing the Bulls. And then they're like, do you want to talk about the last play in game six? And he's like, why? You know, because it's like a total embarrassing moment for him. Like, sure. Stripped like that. He's like, why do I need to talk about it? And then they go, do you feel like your career is defined by the fact you never won a title? And he's like, why? He's like, you know, still the baddest dude. Like one of the baddest of a bitches to have a basketball in my hand. I'm like, this is coming from the guy who totally signed with the Lakers to win a title. Like that was 150% the reason he signed that contract. You know, and it, Tim, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm I not mean, saying there's there nothing is. wrong with that. Just like, own up to it. Yeah, it's 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 fine. You know, a lot of these guys, they're gonna they're gonna die bitter. You know, so it's not it's this, not a. Yeah, this goes back to my Kevin Durant Golden State point back in like when he first signed. When people were, when he was like, I didn't go there to make my life easier. I'm like, buddy, you did. It's fine. Like. No one's mad that you signed with well, people are mad that you signed with the Warriors still, which is dumb. But like we're cool with it, man. Like you wanted to win some oh. titles and you had a chance to play with the best team offense well, ever. It's, go it's, for it. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, you can go ahead and you can justify it as much too, because anytime a player leaves a team, okay, leaves a situation where they have maxed out their potential, they're not gonna go any further and go someplace, not only wins the finals, but wins the final MVP. Two years in a row. And outplayed the best player in the world two years out, in a row. You gotta you gotta give it to him. You gotta mm-hmm. give it to him. Uh Kevin Durant, I know like we yeah, he got so much shit for going out there, but he was the best the best he was player the man. that year. He was the man. He was the man. I mean he's putting on a damn good show this year too, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. I'm happy for him. But um I'm I'm a little scared. Like I'm skeptical though, because of the injuries coming off of. So I'm like, I'm still like, is this really what we're getting right now? Is this like the real Kevin Durant? Is this really what we're getting? And it feels like we are. And I'm yeah. happy about that coming off of a, an Achilles tear. That's it's incredible. It gives but, me so much hope for Clay Thompson. But like, uh, God, I wish he was back this year. Cause I really like the Warriors. They've been a lot of fun this year. <laughs> They're been so so fun. Fun. They've been so fun. So, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Kevin Durant stuff, you can justify it if you win. If you mm-hmm. go someplace and you lose on a last ditch attempt at a ring, you look kind of goofy. I mean, it's like those last couple of years, like where like Shaq went to Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you still lost. You still lost. You still lost. You still lost. 
Like you look at stuff like that and it's like, man, there's so many of those like bad ring jumps at the very end of their people's career. And that's, you know. Yeah. People should have just gone like the, the John Sally route. Like you're available if a team calls you, maybe you're playing overseas overseas for a couple of years. Get a couple, get a couple of rings, man. That's no, yeah. There's no shame. Going like John, to John Sally was on the 96 bulls and the 2000 Lakers. And he was playing overseas for two of those years in between. And, like, he, and, he, and he got four rings for his career. It's incredible. He had a great yeah. career. He had an Good absolutely great career. I mean, that's, that's far more than Carl Malone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which according to logic is he's a better player in his career because of those, you know, whatever. Sure. John Sally is a better piston than Grant Hill because he has four rings. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't either. So. <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, we had a few different topics I want to talk on, but I want to get to the Jazz and the Clippers before we close out. But I kind of want to touch on Aaron Gordon real quick. Yeah. So, John, you know, I've vo- voiced my opinions freely about Aaron Gordon for a long time. I think that yes. he is a guy that looks the part. But does not the part. So like Aaron Gordon in context is, do you remember over the summer when you bought that Ghost, Ghostbusters ghost trap and you were like, oh my God, I had this when I was a kid. It's so cool. It looks amazing. And then it was broken. Yes. That's Aaron yes. Gordon. Yes. That's, <laughs> I love that that's the analogy you made. Yes. <laughs> that's my, my, my ghost trap analogy. <laughs> but my point is, I think right now, like, it's time, like, we're at the point now where he is fit that he cannot be the best player in the NBA. Yes, we used to say that about Zach Levine. Well, no shit, Tim. I mean, I mean best, player in the, best player on their team, I mean, like, yeah, like, we said this forever about Zach Levine, and, like, now Zach Levine's like, I might bring the Bulls to the playoffs, which, and, like, Aaron Gordon's been in the playoffs before, obviously, but, like, so, so. Aaron Gordon this year. Aaron Gordon cannot be the guy. Is that what you're saying? He yes. cannot be the guy on your team. And this is the time for Orlando to move because Markel's hurt. Jonathan Isaac's hurt. They're on like a six or seven game losing streak. They're probably not sniffing the play in with, the, with how the roster's set up right now. It's time to try to make something happen. Where do you like him? Denver. Love it. We already talked about this at some point, didn't we? We I talked about, we talked about Denver. Denver. But, like, a situation where, like – because it's going to cost you two first-rounders. So, sure. like, if you're Denver, like, two first-rounders, R.J. Hampton and Gary Harris. Why doesn't – like, Orlando's like, all right, dead money, whatever, do the deal. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, you look at this. So, at that point, you've already got Porter. You got Bull Bull. True. You got Nicola. You already got, like, a plethora of big men. And he's, like, a swing big man, like – I mean, he can play small forward or power forward. I don't, I don't know if they would they would make a move like that for him. Yeah, the contract too is a thing. So like, um, you know, like why wouldn't the Knicks want him? He's a power forward. They like power forwards. You know, um, New Orleans maybe. Yeah, but they already got Zion hanging out there, and and uh, they already have two two big men basically, and, and Ingram and him. So I and and Steve Adams is holding up the five. So I just I don't see that. Well, that's um, a team that doesn't fit really well together either. Like, there's a lot of talk isn't. right now. Like, Scoopy put some stuff out this week. Apparently, uh, uh, quite a few teams have called the Pelicans about Lonzo Ball, and like, sure, send them. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. He, he, should, be, he should be available for something. He would be spectacular on the Clippers. Oh my God, he'd be spectacular on the Clippers. Back in LA, baby. Yeah, like he'd be unreal there. Yeah. Um, you know, if they could make a deal happen. But with Aaron Gordon, I just feel like it's just kind of the magic time to be like, all right, man, like you gave us a lot of cool moments. You won some slam dunk contests. You got robbed of one, only one, not the Zach Levine one. Zach Levine won that one. Fight me. <laughs> So, but, so with with you throwing these rumors out there, why not the Bulls? Why not the Bulls? Why not? Why not Laurie Markkinen? Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not plop him down here? He's on a contract year, gonna need something to prove, um, and he's so up and down all the time anyway. Why not? Why not do that and have the two best dunkers of the last ten years on one squad? I'm, I'm going on trade NBA so, as we speak. See. I feel like that if you're if you want to do the all fun team, 
And I'm all for the un- all fun team because I don't know what this Chicago Bulls team is. They're fun, but they're not that fun. You get Aaron Gordon, it's a little bit more fun. So I like that. Um, I also – I'm trying to think of some other teams they could send them to. Um, what about Dallas? Dallas would be fun. I think Dallas down there. Um, obviously, they wouldn't give up poor Zingas at this moment. Not not just yet, but um, I can Another see that Another team that is going to – try to play nets ball at some point we're gonna score the shit out of the ball but we aren't gonna stop anybody or if you know you're you're sam presti you want to and you got a million assets maybe chip a couple of those in for you know a player like aaron gordon who might let's be honest might just need a change of scenery at some point because he's got he's got talent oh he'd be great with a shake alexander like he'd be awesome you know you know i mean like somebody's gonna get you the ball and everything i mean like looking back at the the games over the la- the last couple of games here for for Aaron Gordon, um, just two nights ago uh, in that loss against the Knicks, he had 18 points, 17 rebounds, and nine assists, and was terrible in the last five minutes. It was terrible in the last five minutes. Yeah, he's gonna put it up, but he was a plus 15 in that game. So yeah, but he was so bad when they had a chance to win the game, Sean. Well, that's gonna happen. He's Aaron Gordon. He's a bozo. <laughs> that's you know that. You, <laughs> You have to know that going in. He's a bozo. He is. He's always he's always been bozo. that way. He's a bozo. Like he's not he's not somebody you can count on for game winning situations, Tim. I didn't say that about him. I'm saying <laughs> he's going to put up some stats. He's going to have some fun. He's going to entertain some people. That's all I'm saying about him. I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, an All Star, <laughs> Six Man of the Year. None of that. He might not do any of it. He probably won't do any of it. But that's I just, fine. I just thought of a fun Aaron Gordon team. Okay, go ahead. The Houston Rockets. Perfect. 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 Him and Oladipo can hang out. It'll be great. And John Wall and Christian Wood, like, that's fun. See, see, you would have to trade Christian Wood to get Aaron Gordon, and you were not going to trade Aaron. I don't think so, because the Rockets have all those draft picks now. Well, that's true. That's yeah, true. from the Harden trade, from the Westbrook trade, from the Paul trade, they got all. I mean, they have just now, almost now. Now that you got me, you got me thinking about this, Tim. How how confident would you be that they would trade him by the trade deadline this year? Not. Um, I not. Think, I think you next think year will be the year. You think they're going to stand still, or it'll be after this season? Yeah, I think it'll be after this season because uh, next year will be his contract year. Okay. So his contract's eighteen and a half a year right now. So I think next year would be the year that they would look to see if they can. But, you know, you mentioned the Bulls earlier, like a Sadoransky and Otto Porter Jr. deal makes sense. Um, Otto Porter Jr. being on his free agent year, he doesn't, he's out of his options. Yeah. They're like, that's yeah. a deal that makes sense for the Bulls. Um, you think, obviously, you probably think they throw in some sort of a pick or something with that too. Probably a so. couple, yeah, probably, probably maybe a pick swap or two because they're, you know, they're pretty close as far as like in talent level right now. I think they're both like eight and nine right now. Yeah maybe nine and 10, but um, we could you mentioned it. it. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw up my boys, you know, so, <laughs> if they had a point guard that passed the ball, they would have some crazy alley-oops. They would, they would. That's not a dig on Kobe white. Just so everyone knows. I love just Kobe shoot white. threes and score Kobe. Do whatever you need to do. Love it. You know, love it. If you're, if you're going to pass it off, you're going to defer, give it to Zach Levine, give it to Zach Levine all day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, I don't know. That's like one of those weird 2K teams that just seems kind of fun. So I'm, I know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, when we get done recording, I'm gonna go turn my my NBA on and like try to make that trade. Oh, you'll be able to do it. You'll be able <laughs> to figure it out. And if not, just call me because I'll figure it out. <laughs> so you can do some finagling. I, yeah, I like that. So. All right, let's talk about some happy things because we've been I've been dogging on everybody so far this episode. Um, the Utah Jazz. I think we should touch on them real quick. They're on a six game win streak. Donovan Mitchell looks like he's back to shooting form. Um, you know, I felt like they kind of – I didn't really like what they did in the offseason as far as staying put. Yeah. I felt like when they brought back Rudy Gobert – I mean, I understand he's an outstanding defensive player, but, like, I felt like that was just kind of them staying put and being content with being in the middle of the pack in the West. So I'm starting to wonder now, they've won six straight. You see things clicking. Mike Conley looks good again, finally, after a yeah, really rough God. year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, is this a team that you could see making some moves to try to get better? Now, is this kind of, you know, this is what's so interesting about the West is like, okay, the Lakers, the Clippers, they're, you know, we know who they are. They are spectacular. Um, they're awesome. They're super good. 
but like and then so like you maybe that scares a lot of other teams away from just being like all right well we know we can't compete with that and except for the suns they like were like yeah we're going for it which i love team suns all day oh yeah to me yeah um but you know what do you see from, like from this team that you know maybe this is a team that can look at getting better they have good they have some good pieces and aren't named mitchell and gobert and conley but i feel like they're a team that really has a chance to add and get better and maybe like finally get over that mini playoff on their end where they can't get out of that first round or so well first of all i was i'll go ahead and say that uh I was surprised over the summer that they, what they did with Rudy Gobert. Me too. We talked about this before, just throwing, I mean, he's the most, he's, he's the most valuable player in the NBA, obviously. So he's, he's making more money than, than anyone. Uh, But Joe, I mean, Joe Ingles, I really, you know, I like him. I like what he's been able to do um, over the years and everything. And it's, it's interesting to see Donovan Mitchell. I feel like, he had that great rookie year a couple years ago mm-hmm. and then he's kind of dropped off or leveled off and everything. And now we're, we're seeing, we're seeing what he can do and Rudy Gobert can do. And just those guys alone are the identity of this team. And like you said, Mike Conley jr. Seems like he's back to normal anyway. Not, not as much as, he was, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not the Mike Conley of five years ago, obviously, but no. he's, he's being able to contribute. So that's, that's a huge thing in his, his thing, but Derek favors, um, you know, bringing him back, everything that they've done, they've kind of stayed put, but at the same time, they're developing stuff. They're building a rapport with this team and they're, they're continuing. yes, yes. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because they're a team whose entire defensive identity is based around one guy, two, two guys, two guys. Mitchell's if, a uh, really good defender. He is, he is, he is. But Rudy Gobert, that's that is his specialty. His specialty mm-hmm. is defense, and he is able to free up so much offense just by what he does. And he's just such a big dude. Um, but you know, I like what they're doing. Obviously, getting <laughs> this many wins in a row is is kind of shocking at this moment, but this is a weird season on top of that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to put too much stock into it yet. This is a team that could, could make a run. If you were going to move a player on here, who would you, is there someone that you would move to maybe elevate them slightly even more? So um, that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, Cause you know, they brought in guys like Derek favors to kind yeah. of like, t- you know, give like backup minutes. Um, you know, I really like Royce O'Neal. I think he's a nice player. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I forgot all about him. <laughs> obviously, they have Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, but like after that, like the, the money is not too bad. So I was like, I don't know if this is necessarily if there's a player I would like to see them get rid of. I think this is more about I think I would like to see them add and like, look, let's call it what it is. At some point, whether it's a buyout or it's a trade deadline, the Houston Rockets are gonna move PJ Tucker and like. Ooh, people are gonna ooh. want him because of how good he is defensively. Like, look, he has a lot of mileage on him, obviously. From a lot career. of mileage, a lot of mileage. But he's he had, but he, he is, had to play center is, last year in the playoffs against the he, Lakers. But but he's also the definition of a glue guy and a yes. guy who knows his Perfect. role. And you get him on a playoff team, he's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I've I've always really liked PJ Tucker. I do too. Like I feel like he could be what Markeith was to the Lakers last year, just being that guy off the bench that like gave them like some gave someone some some minutes. I know Jackie McMullen mentioned today the possibility of him going to Brooklyn. I was like, I don't know if Houston's going to make two trades with Brooklyn in a year. But well, neither you know, I mean, I don't I don't know what you give up for that. I mean. Yeah, let me see. Because PJ Jordan Tucker's Clarkson, conch. you trade up Clarkson. Like what? You, what do you? You can't necessarily though, just because you just signed him. Yeah. But the Rockets also have three trade exceptions. The Jazz have three trade exceptions. I mean, and so many of these guys are playing so well right now. Like yeah. Clarkson, like Clarkson's last three games, he's been he's been phenomenal. Like he feels like the Clarkson on the Lakers at this point, which is good because he's had a couple of off years. So that's you know that's exciting. But uh, you know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, 
like you said, getting rid of you'd like to see him add somebody to the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a buyout situation where they might be able to throw somebody on this squad, but you know, I, you know, I, they shouldn't, I don't think they should do too much. And then also, I don't know if I would put, I'm not completely buying into them yet. I'll just go ahead and say that. Yeah. I'm not either. Um, I'm not completely on the jazz train right now. Um, I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm glad they were able to mend the fence between Mitchell and, and Gobert yes. to some degree for them to, you know, have a partnership on such a, you know, uh, you know, one team. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, this is a team that's really trying to make a run and it's a team that has, has some talent. So could I see them right now being in that like fourth or fifth team in the West? Absolutely. I yeah. just feel like they're content that's, that, and that's, being four that's, or five in the West. And that's where they're going to be. And yeah. that's where they're going to be. They're going to be in the playoffs, barring any craziness. Um, they'll be there. And uh, and they've been together. These guys have been together for a couple of years, a lot of the core members. So yeah, exactly. um, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. But um, not fully jumping on the train yet, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah. And then last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um, actually, a couple more things, depending how much time we have. Where are we at? Uh, i got probably about five, ten more minutes. Okay, so the Clippers – same situation, you know, they're on a four-game win streak, and Paul George has been fantastic. He's been the best player on the team, and – He should be. <laughs> you know, well, there's this Kawhi Leonard guy there. Sure. So, you know. Um, you know, but, like, I feel like – Either is, or. Yeah, and it seems like he really is taken personal, like that – you know, how bad he was in the bubble and just kind of came out with a full head of steam, and I love it for him. <laughs> I just wish he would stop talking is the only thing I wish he would do. Sure. Um, but, you know, we obviously knew that this was probably the second best team before the James Harden trade. I probably might still put them as the second best team in the West, in the, in the NBA. Um, I don't buy their makeup. I think it's still a little goofy. I still think that there's going to be a situation. Another potential P.J. Tucker team, they could bring him in to seal up that defense. Right now, they are number one in the league in offensive efficiency as a team and 22nd in the league as a team in defensive efficiency. So it's a pretty yeah. big gap right now. Yeah, and that is. I feel like the defense will, will, will be fine down the stretch just because, you know, you have two great two-way players. Kawhi's at the point where he's a little overrated defensively. I'm going to go ahead and say that, by the way. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, everyone's like, well, he's locked down Kawhi. I'm like, buddy. He wasn't even locked down Kawhi when the Raptors won the finals. Like, no, no, he's. A, I I feel like that that identity was more of a a Spurs identity. It was, you yeah. know, and I, you know, and that could have been a, a factor to him leaving. <laughs> so yeah, like I gotta play defense. What like, I gotta do this all the time, dude. I'm like, I'm so good though. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know what happens with this team because I I can see them being like awesome. Now I can see them being spectacular. I could see them like taking the Lakers to a seven game set. I could see them having the same fate that they had last year, but whatever it is, it definitely seems like Ty Lue has demanded the respect of the room far better than Doc did when he had those group of guys last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like there was some problems with the meshing of those, the two stars, yeah, the old, the old players that had been there for a while and Doc. Um, so it is interesting uh, to see, you know, Ty Lue kind of step into that role. Cause you know, he had LeBron and Kyrie, so I guess he like Le- he had experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, he did have experience. He did, you know. So um the Clippers are gonna be very good this year, the mm-hmm. whole year. They're gonna be great in the playoffs. Um I think they're the real deal more than I think that the Jazz are. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. Obviously. So if we're gonna talk about that. Um, but um I I think this this year is just going to be really good for them, and they have a lot to prove. And like you said, with with Paul George, he was terrible last year in the bubble, mm-hmm. and and you know he's putting on a show right now with Kawhi, and he's just got to keep going. He, he's just got to keep going because he's getting a year older every year. He's getting up there. He's been in the league for a, a while now. It's time to put up with Paul George. Like he needs to go further i know he's made you know the seven game series with the the heat can't be your legacy you just got to keep going and, and i who knows we'll see what happens this year i don't think they're going to get past the lakers though. i think the lakers i don't either just, the lakers were the best team at the end of last year and then they got better so and, and I, I continue to say that yeah i was more than wanting to do a segment on dennis schroeder today but i'm going to save that for next week and see if he keeps it up another week because he's just been unreal 
Yeah. Um, I feel like he's, you know, the Lakers point guard for a while now. Um, yeah. Last topic before we get out of here. This one's kind of sad and really breaks my heart, but Blake Griffin has unfortunately looks like if you've watched any Pistons games, I have not watched one Pistons game this year. Okay. So if you look up Blake Griffin's numbers, they are rough. He just looks like he doesn't dunk anymore. He's taking more threes than he has in his career and not in a good way. And his defense is like not there anymore at, you know, and down like a lot of stretches. Yeah. Last three games uh, in particular, he has not been great. 15 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. I mean, that's not a bad, that's a good game. Uh, but then uh, against the Heat, five points in 36 minutes, yeah. one for six from the three, five rebounds, 14 points. This is what I like to call, and, and it's only happened once before, the Ben Gordon complex. <laughs> you get to Detroit and your powers vanish. <laughs> but, <laughs> No, uh, Blake, Blake did have some, you know, the first, the first year that he was in, uh, in Detroit, he was not bad, but he's, he's getting up there, man. He's 31. He's been through some, some serious injuries over the years. You know, the, the Clippers got rid of him at the right time. They really, really did. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys who may live out the rest of his contract there or, you know, get traded someplace else, or, you know, maybe this is just another, you know, I need to be in another uh, environment type type thing. You know what I mean? But would you say he's giving up a little um, bit? I'm going to say it. This is probably the nicest way I can put it. Oh, wow. You're going to do this. Larry Nance Jr. has been far significantly better than Blake Griffin this year. And that's, and that's well, and that's not a knock against, it shouldn't be a no, knock against it's Larry not. Nance Jr. It's not. So I've said for years that like for the past few years, I really wish a contender would have traded for him because he'd be a great role player Absolutely. for a really good team. Absolutely. Um, but like what I, my, I was like, I just got curious. And I was like, I wonder how Blake Griffin fares compared to like Larry Nance, who's like kind of been like a, you know, I've been a role player for a long time. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. is shooting 50% from the floor. Blake Griffin shooting 39% from the floor. I mean, Larry Nance Jr. shooting forty three percent from three this year on four attempts a game. That's great. That's awesome. That's like, that's great. I mean, you could argue, you know, looking back at the stats here, um, that what you know, and it, it was a total stat pad for the the first year, the second year he was in Detroit, the second year he was in Detroit, the two thousand eighteen nineteen. Yeah, he had twenty. He was scoring twenty four points a game. Seven rebounds, five assists. It, it was arguably the best uh, output of his career besides his third season in L.A. The I would say it was the most complete Blake. Yeah. Um, and and the, the drop-off. Uh, last year, obviously, it was a weird year. He played 18 games. He averaged 15 points in that. He was hurt. Um, and then this year, 12 points a game. Steep drop-off from two seasons ago. I mean, this is what you get, man. I mean, he's he's been in the league now for 10 seasons. It's so hard to think about that. It's been 10 years since he got to the league. Yeah, and, like, uh, in know. those stretches when he was, like, a top 10 NBA player? Yeah. Or, like, six years ago. It doesn't feel like it's so long ago. Yeah. I mean, at one point, he was one of my favorite players in the league. I mean, he was just – he was a spectacular basketball Oh, he was player, a video game player in, like, a human body. Like He, he was. was. Like He was. He was. Also – uh great at doing commercials man funny yeah very good, funny good good uh sense of humor everything about it but you know it might just be one of those things where uh he's not where he wants to play right now and you know you get disinterested after a while you know if you're if if you're someplace you don't want to be and that that could very well be it yeah and then you become like james harden and you lose 30 pounds in a day and a half like or or ben gordon yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how James Harden dropped like 45 pounds in like an hour and a half. I think there's just a lot of bad camera angles out there, Tim. <laughs> like, like I think, and I think there's some really good ones. Like, so like he's one of those guys who can look a little bit overweight and then look skinny from the distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. On top of it, he's not in great shape though. He's no. not in great shape. So, but you know, the, it's really tough because like you would like to see Blake Griffin get to a situation where he could have like. Had a really good year, like a, a fairly good year, and gotten traded somewhere like to a contender and made a run this year because he's in his last year of his contract. But I actually think there's two. There we go. There we go. Trade him to Orlando. <laughs> but he's also making thirty-five million dollars a year right now. 
it's a lot it's a lot but but we have seen contracts like they get traded i mean gilbert arenas i was sure was never going to be traded he was traded you know it's like there's a lot of any there's no contract that's untradeable i mean you know i even even the oklahoma city thunder got rid of 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 uh russell westbrook last year for for john wall they did a swap up because it was like you know you mean the rockets the Rockets, I'm sorry. The Rockets, Which, Well, yeah. but, the, but I mean, the Thunder, you know, had to do the Chris, they had to find someone that they had to do the Chris Paul uh, yeah, contract. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I it's agree the same, with you. same situation, same situation. So it's like, yeah, you look at that and there's no, there's no team that can not trade. You might, you might pony up somebody who is, you know, putting out the same kind of cash, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, agreed. All right, man. So we went a little longer than I wanted to today, but no big. There was a lot to touch on. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye out because we do officially know our next team for our next fantasy draft will be the Golden State Warriors. That's going to be a blast. I am really excited for and that. And I'm episode. very excited for that. I want to let you know. Me that. too. I am too. Um, so got a lot of things we're brewing up, a lot to look forward to. Just keep up with us on our social medias, uh, 48 Minutes and TWRK, and we'll have everything on there. Um, for the new listeners we've been noticing lately, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we hope you, you like what we're doing. Uh, if you have a moment, want to leave us a review, that would mean a lot to us. I know every podcast asks that, but we really need help. Five, five, five star reviews really do help us. So if you want to do that and, you, and, and you've been listening for you know a couple of days, go ahead and, and click that like button. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we put the episodes on YouTube. We're here as well. So um, everyone have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the week and we will be talking to you soon.